Hi, this is Yvette Francino, and we're starting a new season on Carpe Diem Connections. Rebecca Burns has agreed to be my co-host as we talk about finding joy. We're participating in the Joy Makeover, and you can participate yourself. Go to thejoymakeover.com for information. So let's start by digging in and learning more about finding joy. Hello, Becky. We're here for another week of Carpe Diem Connections. Hi, Beth. Great to, great to be with you. Yes. Well, this time we're still staying on our season two theme of the Joy Makeover. And you can find that if our listeners are following along, which I highly encourage, go to thejoymakeover.com. And Ingrid Fiedel Lee has a wonderful workbook there and set of videos. And so the first video is Laura Vanderkam talks about time. And so as often happens with me, this is one of the things that where I, it's a, I, it ends up being a great use of my time, but I, I, I click links and then I discover new podcasts and new books. And I've become somewhat obsessed now with Laura Vanderkam. I listen to, to a bunch of her podcasts uh, she has one called Before Breakfast, and she has uh, also another a download a, a downloadable guide, a time makeover guide, a book. She she actually has several books. Uh, the one that uh, that is talked about in the Joy Makeover is called Off the Clock: Feel Less Busy While Getting More Done. And I've always been really interested in time management, so this is just so up my alley. Oh, she even has a hundred. A, a list of like a hundred dream goals kind of thing. So, you know, I love that kind of stuff. Uh, <laughs> a goal person. Yes. <laughs> yes. I am just, again, loving the whole joy workbook and now the, the, the offshoots. I'm, I mean, I think it would be so cool. My goal is going to be that someday I am going to talk personally to these people, to, to Laura and to Ingrid. Don't that you? is yeah. a brilliant goal, and they yeah. will be delighted to talk with you. I, I I applaud your choice of doing the joy makeover. I've spent time today going carefully through the the workbook, and I, it's very impressive. She's done a great job of pulling together. You know, it's a all these are huge topics, and yet she's created these pithy, uh, very motivating and interesting work pages. Yes, yes. All these women are just amazing and have great artifacts, as, as they're called in the agile world, and which are basically work workbooks and things to help you help you think. You know, just deliverables that you can really sink your teeth into. So anyway, let's let's talk about time, and um, so the the this um, workbook does kind of start off. Uh, in this section with what would you do if you had an extra hour each week just for yourself? So Becky, did you think about that? Did you? Uh... I did. And of course I, because you know, one of my goals is to really cultivate my meditation practice. So of course the first thing I thought was, okay, I would add more meditation. And if I had already, you know, 
fulfilled all of my ambitions for meditation, my backup wish would be to get outside and play golf or go for a hike. Yeah, I, I have, I did, I, what I thought of when I read this is that I would do all the stuff that I'm already doing because I already have tons of time for myself. So exactly, <laughs> I, I actually uh, thought that it's interesting that this is a this is a question to me that is really geared for those busy people, which we both were very, very busy people. I know, you know, when I had kids at home and I had a full-time job and was rushing around, it was very difficult to find time for myself. And now I'm kind of the opposite, especially because of COVID. I'm, I'm craving time with other people versus time for myself. Uh, and so that did also get me thinking that I think a lot of joy when I was doing the pre-work about what brings you joy. I mean, the first thing on there was people or relationships and friends and family. And so for me, you can always just kind of add an element of joy by doing something with someone you love. And um, so I would kind of maybe even rephrase this about thinking about what I can do with someone I love and, and try to do more of that, even if it's getting on a Zoom meeting or talking on the phone with them and, ex and sharing experiences. Well, what a wake up call to me, your comment just there is, because you're the introvert and yet here you are, you know, highlighting connections with people as, as just, you know, your highest source of joy. And me, the more naturally extroverted of the two of us, I put being in nature, you know, <laughs> just describing funny. myself. It's a little role reversal <laughs> of your typical introvert extrovert uh, kind of mentality. Uh, and I'm going to qualify mine is one thing that I have learned uh, from really being intentional about what brings me joy and, you know, what brings me happiness is. I prefer the one-on-one -on -one to big parties. So oh. I, I, I don't know if that's in between introvert and extrovert, ambivert, or, but I am not that comfortable with a big crowd or big part, you know, big party. I, I like, I like parties, but um, when it comes to relating with people, to me, the intimacy of a one person, a one-on-one -on -one kind of relationship is to me preferable to either the big party or being by myself of course sure. I like my alone time too but I'm getting plenty of that these days so yeah, but you are you are a specialist of the dyad or the small group that's for sure yes yeah yeah I'm really um you know getting getting more in touch with that connection of course that's even what this podcast has been about the, the developing connections so let's get back though on the, the, the topic of, of time and some of the things that, some of the aha moments here with this video that uh, was in the Joy Makeover. One of the, one of the aha moments for me in general, this wasn't, this is something that I gained from a time management class I took probably 30 years ago uh, that, the instructor was talking about 
that, you know, if, if she asked people in the class to go across town and pick up something for her, most people would say they couldn't because they're at work and they have responsibilities. And then, but if she reframed that and rephrased it and said, you know, whoever does that, I will give you a million dollars. And, you know, they believed her, uh, then probably everybody, of course, would want to rush off and do that. And so she said, we really, when we talk about not having time, we're really saying we, that isn't a priority for us. And that really, I've always remembered that, that whenever anybody says, I don't have time, I, you know, remember that moment of learning, of, of recognizing it's not that we don't have time, it's that we are constantly prioritizing what we do each day. And often, especially again, when you're in that phase of having to work and having to take care of a family, those things are your priority. And so it's hard for you to squeeze in the nice to have things. Uh, but really what the, the video was reminding us is that we need to prioritize sometime for joy and uh you know she was recommending finding i think an hour a week again i find i think i have my whole life where i get to do that now because i'm in total control of my time which is great and and so the first step then is to really evaluating what brings us joy and again making that a priority so um becky have you did you do the exercise of the things in general that brought you joy that was what was you know yes, yes meditation I did. and and as you said before um do you do you ever have time or problem making time do you are you able to 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 make the time that you need for well joy? as as you know because you've been my accountability partner for a good while now that i often report that you know, I didn't have the time or the, I didn't have the motivation. I didn't make the time to get my exercise goal met, or I didn't get my meditation goal met. I mean, you know that I am often reporting that I have come up short from my intentional plan. And, you know, I think the interesting thing about what we're experiencing as two people in retirement with very flexible time frames to work with is just how time can get compressed. I mean, okay, I'm, I'm doing some freelance work. And so as soon as I get my assignment, all of a sudden time is very compressed for me. Um, I have a certain amount of anxiety about making sure that I produce a good product and the amount of time I have meet the deadline and that I give myself enough time to really polish it so that I'm proud of it. And all of a sudden, everything else is less important. I can't seem to hold multiple priorities very well. Yeah, and that is because that that it does happen again because you are working. I mean, you may not have the traditional go into the office forty-hour work week kind of job, but it, in some ways, being a freelancer or having total control of our time makes it a little bit more difficult because then we have to have the discipline to say, you know, I really must do this work now. And, and um, one of the things they talk about is time freedom is when we're, when we don't feel rushed or stressed and, or pressured really about what, what 
you know, that we, we need to get something done. So we don't feel like we don't have time. And I, I know, um, you know, very well that feeling. In fact, that has been the, the number one, I think, reason that I have so much enjoyed leaving the traditional workplace. And I still do have freelance work, but, you know, it is not nearly the pressure that I had when you were had, when you have a full-time 40-hour work week. Right. But on the other hand, you do still have in that back of your mind, if you have like work in front of you that's due, yeah. uh, it's not like you kind of have a totally carefree mind if you if some if you get interrupted in some way and um that happened to us last night i know let's yeah. talk a little bit about our experience last night here we're here why don't you tell our audience about it well yeah i mean i was working uh on my project it was coming to be late afternoon we were uh, we knew that her tropical storm etta was you know, nearby, uh, but it was really expected to not make landfall until today. And it was expected to come in up toward Tampa. So we weren't really thinking all that much about it. We had had rainy, windy days for several days in a row. And all of a sudden around four o'clock, boom, the electricity goes off. So, you know, I'm unable to work on my project. And so time stood still. We couldn't exercise we couldn't do any work projects we couldn't clean house you know we couldn't cook there wasn't anything we could do other than relax and chat with each other yeah and it actually ended up being a for me and maybe that's because I don't live in Florida and don't have to experience this that often <laughs> that it felt like a fun adventure with the candles going and 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 just a time to enjoy one another's company I was really happy that we were together yes. I, I imagine again just being alone when that happens and not being able to you know it even and their phones still work so I guess you could always call someone until the battery uh dies completely but um, <laughs> having fact, somebody talking through it <laughs> yeah I mean what we what we did was get in the car to charge the batteries uh to to get them fully charged which was kind of fun I I I just think that when you have an unexpected thing that often can be, you know, an inconvenience, if you can, and, you know, it, 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 it depends on how much of an inconvenience it is. I mean, if it means you're going to miss a deadline, it's very hard to suddenly feel like, oh, yes, let's just enjoy ourselves and drink <laughs> wine. Um well, that's true, but I, it was not a hard deadline and, you know, it's not like I'm uh, writing federal policy that has to be out by a certain deadline. So, you know, there is this flexibility, but, you know, I, I wanted to comment that what you're saying is so true and you and I have, have second year in a row now had the, the opportunity to support each other through friendship with these two I mean you know yesterday was a small storm but last, last spring it was the COVID pandemic mm -hmm. and so yeah. we got to navigate what it meant how to how to grocery shop how to deal with it you know we had each other to to navigate the challenges and for two people who live alone we lucked out that we happened to be 
you know, housemates during this time. So for people who are living alone and haven't had the chance to luck out and have a convenient, <laughs> compatible housemate during a time of crisis, uh, you're right, picking up the phone and having somebody just be by your side during a challenging time is definitely a good way to spend a challenging time. Yeah, and it does create a memory, hopefully a happy memory versus doing the same thing that you're always doing. One example of that that I have is um, I was flying with my son, my youngest son, Scotty, and we, I don't remember where we were going. So again, I, the only thing I do remember is we had a three hour delay. And so I said, um, okay, let's have, let's go find all the fun things we can do in the airport. And let's just make this intentional choice to say, we're going to remember this for the rest of our lives. And well, I'll take pictures and we got our shoes shined and we went to a lunch and, you know, we just had a fun date. Now he doesn't remember it, (laughs) (laughs) but but I do anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I remember it. And, um, and it, you know, normally you, you get, you know, you're inconvenienced when you have to wait, but if you can, uh, make, do something fun and create a memory during that time, that's normally inconvenient, then that's, you know, to me, a, a, a joyful experience. It's something that it, it is. I, I want to point out that that is one of the key pieces on the time worksheet and Mm -hmm. I circled it and I put your name by it because you are the champion of intentionally creating new memories. And uh, our author points out that the people who have the most abundant sense of time are intentional about creating new memories. And you have been doing this all your life. You're a natural memory creator. Well, I do like doing that. And I really think that the key is that intentionality when you are, oh, and it's not just about creating memory. I think it's about finding happiness, finding joyful things, you know, just being on the lookout for the whimsical or the, even the everyday thing, the, the, the smiles on people's faces, the puppy dog eyes. I mean, there's just so many of these things that we can see all the time if we're on the lookout for them. And it it just becomes almost, I also like games and like scavenger hunts. So it's, it's almost (laughs) like a, a scavenger hunt. What, what fun thing can I see today? And I, I have done these things where trying to take a picture a day and, um, you know, if you have, too many. If you have something every day, you're not going to remember every single day as the special memory, I guess. But uh, when I go back at the end of the month, I think, and, and sort of look through my camera roll, it, it does, and I remember they do talk about this in the, in the movie too, in the, in the video, about creating these memories and either journaling or having a photo or, or whatever. Um, you, you you kind of tend to forget, but when you go back and reflect about that, you realize, oh, I really did do a lot of fun things this month. And I think that's especially um, good when, when you are going through a difficult time. Otherwise, if you're going through, maybe it's an illness or grief or 
a hard, some kind of hardship that occupies so much of your mind space. And so I know then again, though, if you just take that moment to, to, to do your joy thing, as, as they're recommending in this video, to take some time for joy, mm -hmm. and you hoard that, then you, you, it helps you create that balance and helps you recognize that despite this thing that was maybe in your mind a lot of times, there were a lot of wonderful things that happened to you and that you got to enjoy. And yes, you've made some points here I want to make sure come out crystal clear. And one is that through your carpe diem philosophy and through your superpowers as super carpe diem woman, you do have that mindset of always being on the lookout for a joyful moment in and you know you're good at collecting them and you use your camera you use uh social media you use lots of resources to capture those joys but you also have the discipline and the interest in reviewing and you know it, it's either a month or a week or something but i I, I know that you have that consistent discipline to reflect. And that is a super value adder. I mean, talk about joy, multiplying joy. It's the one thing to experience it. And then it's the other thing to look back and savor it. So you're really marking out wonderful guideposts for how to maximize joy. Well, thank you. Yes, that reflection is part of that agile mindset. That is one of the agile things that that we do uh, is to go back and reflect. And one of the reasons is to see what worked well, what could it be better, what do I want to do differently. Uh, e even in this uh, workbook, one of the one of the suggestions is to write a daily reflection, noting what you would have liked to spend more or less time doing. So again, this one was really all about time and noting how we're spending our time. Uh, one of the things that she, um, Laura, suggests is creating this time log to keep track of how you're spending your time. I know I just kind of did, did this not to the half hour, but just sort of became aware of how I was spending the day in this last week in preparation for, for, for this podcast. And I realized, yes, I really do get distracted a lot on social media and when I'm on the web. I mean, it is so easy to click the next link and then get really interested in what they're saying there and then click, you know, links from there. I I do gain a lot of knowledge and interest from all of that. So sometimes I I am now, especially again after um, reading this and thinking about it, want to be um, intentional again about how much time to not just let that go for hours on end, but maybe give myself, you know, half an hour free time to go ahead and and click away and but other times and I I do this too is to set my timer and say I'm not going to be distracted during this this period I'm really going to focus on for example Spanish when I'm learning my Spanish I'm not going to be you know checking my email or that kind of thing so uh but once again I have a lot more 
time to myself to be able to set my schedule however I want. So I'm lucky in that way. Well, the one thing I notice about that kind of noodling time, like you say, it's not um, time ill spent necessarily because there are lots of discoveries that you make. But the price you pay is that you neglected what you had initially set as your priority. And so that's what always ends up suffering if we're not mindful enough about finding the balance and, you know, attending to our attentions for the day, our goals for the day versus, uh, you know, letting the, the noodling, meandering time have its role as well. Yeah, I think that if you have a hard deadline, for, for me, I'm the kind that likes to just get my hard deadline or my, my must-dos out of the way early so that I can do the noodling time or the, you know, if I get a phone call from someone, I can feel free to talk as long as they want to talk. And, and um, so that's one of my strategies is to get done early with the field things that I feel like must be done. And uh, then I, I can have this time freedom that they talk about. So well, that's um, where you also are free from perfectionism, because those of us that maybe lean a little bit in that direction, like to mull over something until the last possible moment to make sure it's in as good a shape as possible. So it's hard to ever submit something early because, oh, if I would just spend a little more time on it, it could be just that much better. So that's an interesting time taker upper. Is yes, you're right about that. That could be a whole nother topic. Yeah. Um, so I'll just briefly say here, for those of you that don't have the workbook yet, here were some of the, the suggestions that came out of this week in from the Joy Workbook. Try tracking your time and look for pockets that could be used for joy. Write a daily reflection noting what you would have liked to spend more or less time doing. Envision your realistic ideal week. Make a list of joyful things you can do in small spaces of time. Plan one form of effortful fun in the next week. Schedule time for joy on your calendar. If it's there, you'll make time for it. Take a daily vacation. Try savoring a joyful experience. That's that's quite a lot for somebody if they're working <laughs> if they're working and have kids and have family. That's a lot to do. But I feel very lucky that I get I can do this kind of stuff and I love doing all of it. So, um, so should we? What should we do, Becky? What do you think we should schedule as our fun thing in the next week? Well, I thought maybe effortful fun could be a hike. We've been talking about planning a hike, and I think the weather might clear up next week. So does a hike qualify as effortful fun? Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yay. We are so in sync with our joy fun. <laughs> I have to tell you what savoring a joyful experience was for me, because I'm also, of course, trying to... Um, work on my calorie intake and exercise. I mean, I would like to bring my weight down. So I know that anyway, I put, okay, I'm going to eat with my eyes closed 
because eating is a joyful experience. And if you close your eyes and take your time, you're savoring your food so much more. Yeah, I think that's a great one. One of the one of the categories in in this uh, joy workbook is food. So, oh, can't wait till we get to that one. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, let us end it for today. We'll say our ready. We'll do one, two, three, carpe diem. <laughs> okay, you got it. One, one two, three, three, carpe diem. Yay! Until next week. Okay. Ciao. Bye. Listeners, we want to hear from you. So perhaps the easiest way is to find Carpe Diem Connections on Facebook in the Facebook group. Just search for Carpe Diem Connections and come join the discussion. You can also find me at carpediemday.com or email me directly at yvette.francino at gmail.com. See you next week on Carpe Diem Connections.